everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's diva writer and really my friend, Sam Garner. What's up? Sam, I'm so glad you're here. You're honestly, you've become a legend around Join the Journey because you made the junior podcast intro theme music. So tell everybody, what do you do for work? What do you what are your skills, if you will? Yeah, so I'm primarily a musician. Um, I've been playing on the worship team at Watermark for uh, five or six years now. And then, yeah, what you're talking about, the the uh, music for the little kids join the journey. Just did that for y'all. So I don't think that's actually come out, doesn't that? At the time we're recording, it's not out. But if everything goes according to plan, the first episode with that music should have released on January 6th. So if you've got little kids, go check out. Sam's work, and more importantly, maybe the Bible story that goes with it. But it's a fun intro song. So there we go. It's fun to do. Sam, I'd love if if you would just share a little bit about how you came to know the Lord, and then fast forward, what's God doing in your life today? Yeah, so born and raised in the church, born and raised Church Christ. So even though I have a musical background, my upbringing was basically a cappella church. That's Uh, so fascinating. Yeah, real interesting for me. Um, Yeah, I had all the feel like the typical like sin struggles that younger men have just in high school, inappropriate relationships, pornography, and college through alcohol into the mix. Mm-hmm. Got my undergrad at UTA, then went to Miami for my master's, which the Miami lifestyle made that even worse. Um, and then I moved back to Dallas in 2015. Uh, Watermark was the first church I actually visited uh, as a recommendation from a friend. Cool. And quickly, I kind of knew, like, my convictions had kind of caught up. I was like, eh, I want to do uh, what I know I should be doing as a Christian and a believer, but my actions just don't quite line up. And then my convictions caught up. And just ever since I joined Watermark, got in community, started going to the porch. You met your wife? I met my wife here, yeah. Uh, 2017, we were on the, serving on a porch team together. We dated for a month, broke up. <laughs> Spent a year and a half not talking to each other. Then get back together again. Uh, got married in 2020, COVID wedding. Uh, nice. Now we have a little eight-month-old little guy at home. So He's so cute. Yeah. Well, cool. I say we just jump right into it. Sam, we're in Genesis 9 and 10. We talked about genealogies a lot back in episode five of this season, of this year. So I'm saying I'm thinking we just camp out in chapter nine. It starts off with the Noahic Covenant, which is what you wrote your Devo about primarily. Take it away. What you got for us? Yeah, so uh, obviously God looks at the earth and wants to just wipe out what's there. And so he uses uh, the flood to, you know. Get rid of the sin. Get rid of the sin uh, or get rid of the Nephilim, depending on who you talk to. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and so after the flood, he basically uses the the rainbow uh, as a physical sign of just God's covenant uh, mm-hmm. with us, just as a representation of the promises that he's made us and um, his faithfulness and his uh, grace uh, towards us. And so and what I talked about in my Devo that I wrote was just when you think about, you know, the scale in which God kind of operates, which is wiping out people with the flood, mm-hmm. like it kind of puts some of the th- things that we go through on our day-to-day life or in our day-to-day lives, like kind of they pale in comparison. Yeah. I mean, like God can wipe out the earth, like 
is my job situation really as bad as I think it is? Mm. Or is, you know, whatever whatever I'm dealing with, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Like, it can't be as big to me as it is, or as, as big as it is to me. How do I say that? It might feel bigger to us than right. it actually is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's comforting. It's like, my job situation sucks. Or does, mine doesn't suck, but your job— Hypothetically. Jobs, hypothetically. Your job situation could suck, but it's like— the same God that operates on this level, like, if he can handle that, like, he can handle what you're going through. Mm. You know, it's so minuscule. It's big to you, but in the grand scheme of things to him, it's just so minuscule. Yeah. So It's almost like we see his—that we see his justice and his uh, grace side by side, or maybe mercy would be the better term there, because we see his justice and that I could be experiencing something at work that feels so unjust— and I can trust, hey, God's going to God's gonna make that right. I might not see it right now, but at some point, if I'm watching injustices in, injustices in this world, yeah. he cares about it. But this the scale will determine what I see now, most likely. And then on the flip side, from Noah, we can see God's care for us when we are in those situations that are less desirable. It would, what would be the, the pull from Noah and how God— treats him and his family. Yeah, I think a big takeaway from, like, this story with Noah is, like, when you look at later in Genesis 9. Mm, um, like the second half of the chapter. Uh, or second half, yeah, with uh, just the story about him getting drunk mm-hmm. um, and being naked. I think it's a cool, like, dichotomy that the chapter presents and that God can use this man to basically create the most epic boat ride that's ever, you <laughs> ever know, happened. that's ever happened. But then, um, you know, a decade, however, however, however long, two decades later, whatever it is, like there Noah is getting drunk, being sh- ashamed of his nakedness. So it's cool to see like God can use you, but like you still can fall prey to the just grip that certain sin can have, specifically, you know, drunkenness. Yeah. In this example. What do you think about his son's reactions? Because this part of the story, I mean, growing up in church, this we don't talk about this part of the story in Sunday school, most commonly. Here they might, I don't know. But yeah, most commonly we we don't. I don't know how you talk about being drunk and being naked to, you know little kids. Little kids in a yeah. in Bible school. But yeah, I think, you know, when you look at what Ham did and how Noah cursed Ham's sons, Mm. Canaan in particular, I think you can infer that in addition to the drunkenness and just the being ashamed of your nakedness, you also have what a lot of scholars would maybe say the sin of gossip Mm. that Ham maybe did. And I forget his brother's names, but— Shem and Japheth. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that can be, you know, just— the the gravity of the sin of drunkenness is the sin that can come in addition to that. So now you've sinned in drunkenness. Mm-hmm. Now you have someone committing the sin of gossip. And even in a modern day world, the sin of drunkenness can lead to the sin of lust or mm-hmm. pornography or whatever. So drunkenness is can be and often is like the centerpiece of where a lot of other sin can stem from. And so yeah. I mean, this is the first time the Bible, I think— yeah. Right, talks about drunkenness. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just love the dichotomy it sets up of God used me. 
now I'm like drunk and ashamed and I'm being gossiped about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, by my kids. By my kids, yeah. And I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what Ham did, but. Well, it's, it's interesting. Two thoughts I have, Sam, reacting to that. Like, it's interesting to think about Ham isn't the one who got drunk, but he's the one who got cursed and gossip and like shaming or mocking his father was his sense. Like, he's like, hey, guys, look what, let me celebrate the sin and bring you in to see it up close. And there's something really evil about celebrating sin and inviting others to come near it. So that's, like, point one in my mind is God takes gossip very seriously. And we can often categorize that as a lesser sin or a, a church kid's, church girl sin maybe in my context, not as big of a deal. Mean girls. Some, yeah, mean, mean girls, girls will, yeah. will always struggle with gossip. But it's pretty serious here because then point number two in my mind is that Canaan, Ham, the father of Canaan, later becomes the Canaanites. This is like the bad guys of the Bible. And their heritage traces back to this moment. And uh, who would have thought that the story of Noah and his sons, who were on the ark, later become the lines through which both the protagonist of the Bible and a lot of the bad guys will come from. When you talk about or think about leaders having or being called to a higher standard of some degree, you're mm-hmm. talking about a father who made a mistake, his son made another mistake, and now the grandson or son of that is the one dealing with all the repercussions of it. Yeah. Um, he's the one that got cursed. Mm. Um, and so, if anything, that's just a, like, if you're in some type of either leader of a household or leader of wherever, um, and there's a standard and there's a weight that comes with sin that might affect what's downstream that they might have not done anything to earn or deserve whatever they're you know dealing with. I was with a guy last night who he he's on staff and he traced he traced him being saved all the way back to a person at a I think a grocery store inviting his dad to church. And that saved him. And then this guy has been a believer from like age five or whatever. Wow. And so— But it's because someone went up to his dad at a random grocery store one day. Right. And so it's just, you know, that's a good story. This is obviously a a bad story. But um, there is just a—like leaders of situations can really impact people either in good ways or bad ways. So in this case, it's like Canaan's however old, 20? I don't know how old he is. Yeah. You know, he wasn't on the ark, so he's— I don't know how old, but yeah, he had nothing to do with this, and he still mm-hmm. got the short end of the stick just because his dad and granddad made some poor decisions. Yeah, that's as ironic as it is a sobering reminder, like what leaders do matters, and sometimes it matters for generations. Yeah. I'd say most times yeah. it does. We're out of time, Sam, so thank you for being here. Good, challenging reminders from Genesis 9. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.